Utah football is still riding the high of having Cam Rising, Brant Keithy, Thomas Yasmin, and Devon Vele all coming back. We're talking about that more on today's show and some Utah gymnastics on Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On YouTube your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. On today's show, we're breaking down all things and still the news that Devon Vele and the rest of Cam Rising, just the, what feels like the main core of this Utah offense next season is coming back. We could factor Jaquintin Jackson into that, but we knew he was going to be back. And also some Utah gymnastics talk because the Red Rocks are rolling once again. And in order to help us do all of that, it's KSL Sports' Michelle Bodkin. And Michelle, it's been a couple days removed now since the news of Cam and everyone coming back but i just don't think you can under, first of all it's just so rare i feel like that everyone on the same day announces they're coming back especially with cool videos i might add that to you that's where you can tell it was kind of coordinated an effort to get that underway but in a year where so many of the pac-12's top quarterbacks when you get michael Penix, bo nicks of course caleb williams all coming back it just felt like this was a really bad year to lose all the mainstays on your offenses it looked like it was going to be for this utah football team and i just I feel like Utah really, it was going to be really hard for them to repeat with all those guys leaving. And now with them all coming back, I mean, it, a three-peat is firmly in the conversation. But yeah, quite quite possibly. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, it's exciting, but I think that's how NIL has kind of changed college football is these guys are maybe getting evaluations back that, you know, they're, they're not going to quite cut it. And so then you kind of look at, okay, well, if I'm a late round pick or an undrafted free agent, mm -hmm. how does that stack up compared to what I could continue making in college? Maybe try, you know, and get some better stats and, or go into a draft class that maybe isn't as stacked at my position group. So I'm kind of the top dog. Uh, and that's something that's been a little bit hard the last few years. And I think it's going to continue on for at least probably two more years uh, with the COVID year and the, just the backlog of talent. We're going to see a lot of guys that maybe normally would get drafted end up not getting drafted. So college ends up being I, not a bad way to go if you can yeah. get the NIL. And I think, you know, all of those guys for Utah have some pretty significant value to the team. I think, you know, they've all shown that they're playmakers and, you know, they're people that I think local businesses are going to be very interested in having, you know, do promos and some of that kind of stuff with them. So, you know, come back, create a nest egg for yourself while you're still in college, play maybe a little more ball, see if it gets you to the NFL. If not, if you're smart with your money, then you're kind of okay after college yeah. and you can go pursue something else. But so this is just a very interesting development that I think NIL has created with college football. And then as far as, you know, being able to repeat, I, it's going to be tough because yes. as you mentioned, there's like four or five teams in the Pac-12 that I think are all going to be kind of in the middle of this race. I think a lot of it's going to depend on for Utah uh, you know, what exactly Cam Rising's status is, because yes, he's coming back, but he obviously does have this injury that he has to deal with. And, you know, I, at least as of right now, I don't know that anybody really knows, you know, 
how long it's going to be, if, if you got a more positive prognosis, if there's acceptance that, okay, maybe I'm just coming back and I'm going to be, you know, a mentor and just kind of help with the leadership end of it, but I'm not really going to be the one playing. Just a lot of stuff to sort through as far as that goes. Uh, and But I mean, have, even if you factor out Cam Rising, whoever ends up starting at quarterback, mm-hmm. I think it's incredibly helpful having that supporting cast of Vele, Keithy, and Yasmin there that can kind of be a little bit of a safety net. They have some experience uh, and have been there and done that. So Overall, I think this is a great development for Utah. The mixture of, you know, the exciting new guys that are coming in Mm -hmm. as well as the return of, you know, some mainstays. Yeah. And as you mentioned too, just, you mentioned Cam being a leader in that room for however long he can't play. It's just so great to have Cam walking guys through on the sideline being like, I know you saw this here, but actually this and this, and then having a guy too. It's one thing to have a coach telling you everything like that. When you have someone who's actually been there, a peer, a teammate, I think that also just enhances kind of having an extra coach on the field. Someone you trust in the locker room like that is a big thing for this team. I think Michelle, the other big thing that I'm looking at in this whole scenario is there was a time in this season where it seemed like none of these guys were going to come back, especially Cam when he straight up told all of us post game after Stan that he wasn't coming back. How do you think we got to this point where all these guys decided to come back? Again, I I think it's the evaluation. Uh, Mm. You know, I I think a lot of these guys did not get the evaluation that they wanted. I think for Keithy, it really came down to he wasn't going to be ready in time to be able to do a pro day. Uh, And so, you know, when you can't do a pro day or a combine thing, like that really limits and hurts you. you know, Cam's situation changed a little bit with the injury. Obviously, you know, I I think he didn't get the evaluation that he wanted and realized that he could make more coming back to a college situation. But now you're also dealing with an injury again, and it probably isn't going to be ready in time to actually like show off what he can do for NFL scouts. So it just all the way around, I think makes more sense to come back. Uh, a Devon Vele, you know, I he's shown steady progress, but I think he needs to show a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, this coming Great. season that he can take games over. Yeah, uh, there, there's been flashes of that this past year. There were some flashes of that in 2021, and if you look at his stats, they have steadily progressed, and he's become mm-hmm. a much bigger part of the offense. Uh, if he can have you know, one more, I think, really solid season in 2023. I think that helps him out. And then, of course, Yasmin is very raw. Um, He's been behind, you know, Keithy and Dalton Kincaid. With Kincaid being gone, I think that opens the door for him to get more touches, which means, you know, he works on some of the things that are maybe still lacking in his game. But I think the upside and the positives with him are way higher than some of the downsides that we saw. Uh, His yards per carry after catch is just absolutely Mm -hmm. insane. He is an absolute monster and a brute. He's fast for how big he is. Uh, And so, you know, there, there's just a lot of working pieces here that I think are going to be really fun to watch. And, And we'll just kind of have to see how it all goes and how that weighs in with everybody else in the pack. Yeah, it is going to be fascinating to see because we talked about all those other guys returning to and it is and they also the injuries are so interesting in all of this because as you mentioned, Brant's not going to be ready for the pro day. We don't know cam status too. everything really is up in the air, but 
it is so nice to have these kind of steady mainstays back with the team guys who are going to be so productive. I mean, I think we forget too, and a guy in brand, I mean, he he's le- was the leading receiver after the Florida game. And I, ca- I can't remember if he was the leading receiver when he went down. I mean, he very well might've been too. I think he still time. was. Yeah. I think he was too at the time. So it's just, he's a guy who's very productive. We know he can get it done against the best of the best. We saw, I guess, SEC teams. We know what he's done too in other years for Utah. Simply put, one of the best tight ends ever to come through here. And Devo- obviously Dalton will be a tough loss, but you have one of the top tight ends in college football returning, which is crazy to think when you lose Dalton, but that's the reality situation. Mm-hmm. Then you have the other, and then you have a guy in Thomas who I think is going to be a fantastic number two tight end who did make a nice catch in the Rose Bowl in the end zone. That was, yes, it was a nice thrown ball by Cam, but I mean, still guy bearing down on him. It was a nice grab there. And then it sucked that he did have the one drop kind of downfield, but that just speaks to what you were talking about in those consistencies and bringing the rest of it together. And that's what these guys have an opportunity to do. Devon, the same thing, just taking over games more, more like you talked to about as well. I think that this is an awesome opportunity for all these guys. Cam too, to finish out a season healthy. I think one thing that really hurt Cam in the evaluation process was his Oregon game. Cause I mean, that was obviously after he had told us he was going, I think you look at a performance like that and it left something to be desired for teams in the NFL. I think if he can, not have a performance like that next year, where it is one of those things where it's like when you're on the teeter of being a late round draft pick performances like that really kill your draft stock. I think that's something that's nice for cam is it's going to have an opportunity to come back and play at some point in the season. We hope that's the hard part because we still yeah. don't know what the injuries and we'll have to watch. And it'll be interesting to see how it all shapes out. We're going to come back in a moment and talk a little bit more about this Utah football team and about the red rocks. But first I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Bet online. Bet online has you guys covered with being your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis all season long. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. That just shows you this is an outdated ad read since I just read the World Cup, but we move on from there. You guys can also find your love of sports podcast there. You can find those everywhere at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, now that I got my Ron Burgundy out, where I just read wherever it is on the teleprompter, pretty much. Michelle, how do you, this? How does the ceiling for Utah football change for you with these guys coming back? Because I think I looked at last year's team or what the team was going to be without these guys. Because for a while I was unsure if they were going to come back. It seemed like they were, and then they weren't. And there was a lot of flip back, flipping back and forth on information, but. I feel like this is a team going into this season. If those guys had left, I did not think this was a team that really had it that maybe there could find a way, but it, anything replicating the same success of winning the PAC 12 with so many new players and finding your way into what would potentially be the college football playoff, even with the expansion seemed like a very daunting task. seems a lot less daunting now. And I do feel like this Utah team is capable of reaching that mark again. Even if let's say they didn't win the conference, I still think they're capable of being one of the 12 best teams and having that opportunity. Yeah, uh, I mean, it certainly, I think, helps to open the door. Uh, I think, you know, for a lot of these guys, that, that's been a part of it, too, is they see this opportunity to maybe make a little more history. I mean, you know, these guys have already, like, written their names all yep. over the history books for this team. But I think it it was kind of one of those things, when you look at, what I think Utah's returning on the defense and that they're going to be a year older and a little more mature. Uh, You know, when you look at the guys that were brought in for the 2023 signing class, you know, you have a top 25 ranked signing class, Mm -hmm. which has never happened at Utah. Uh, And then of course, you know, you kind of look at each other and you're like, well, you're good. I'm good. (laughs) We're all good. Like, let's just come back and see what happens. So, uh, Again, the the injuries, you know, with some of these guys, it's going to be interesting to see how quickly 
they come back if they come back. Uh, but I think the knowledge and and the leadership, like, and that's a kind of a huge thing. I, you know, I think all four of those guys are really good leaders. Uh, I think, yes. I think they're good at setting a tone in, in the room and the expectation. And so, you know, even something like that, I think is just incredibly helpful, even if, you know, again, we're talking about Cam Rising, not really knowing, you know, what's going to happen with him, even if he's not able to play, people trust him and they gravitate towards him. Uh, you know, for what do I do in this situation? Nate Johnson's talked about how helpful Cam has been, uh, you know, so I, if, if we're assuming that maybe Nate Johnson is the guy that's starting, having a guy like Cam behind him to kind of just guide him and help him. And then of course, again, we're talking about having kind of security blankets coming back yes. into Von Bailey, Brant Keithy, guys that can maybe adjust a little bit, you know, sure. on those occasions that maybe the throw's not so great mm -hmm. or, or, you know, need to take a dump off with JJ. Like having, having those kinds of pieces around, I think is really incredibly helpful. So it, there, again, there's some question marks as to how this is all going to work because of injuries. Yeah. But I think just having the presence there is going to be incredibly helpful and could possibly open up, you know, doors that maybe weren't going to be open if all these guys left. Yeah, we mentioned doors, path to postseason play. It's something that's very much more on the table when you have all your starters back. And speaking of postseason play, someone who is firmly in the mix of postseason play come down to the end of pretty much every season is this Utah gymnastics team. The red, third ranked Red Rocks took care of business against sixth ranked LSU in a strong fashion, too. I might add to a full point of a win, 197.275 to 196.775. It's unfortunate the focus wasn't always on the match itself, but as it relates to it, it was another outstanding performance by this Red Rocks team in their first action of the 2023 season. Michelle, what was your biggest takeaway being there in person? I, for me, I thought it was that they looked a lot more confident on vault. Uh, vault has kind of been a little bit of an issue for them the past few years. And again, this isn't that it was a perfect outing. Like they had two falls. They did not hit 24 of 24 routines. Uh, they were only 22 of 24. Uh, so, I mean, there's plenty to work on there and, and to get better and, and whatnot, but there's just like little things that it felt like they were a little bit further ahead than they have been in the past. Uh, I think it's kind of weird this, uh, I mean, this is kind of every team that we're talking about. You look yep. at Utah football's roster and it's quite experienced, but you look at all the like listings of people yeah. and because of COVID, they're all still like freshmen and sophomore, even though they've been here for, you know, several years. And Utah gymnastics is kind of looking the same way. It looks very underclass, but there's actually a lot of returning talent that has a lot of experience, has yeah. been in big time matches and meets for, for this team. Uh, and knows how to get get things done and and what the expectation is. And so uh, to me, I thought the biggest thing was vault looked better. And I think there just was an overall bigger presence of confidence amongst those girls. Uh, and so it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how everything shakes out, where they're going to end up, you know, when all said and done towards the end of the season. You talked about the similarities to football, and I think one other similarity this gymnastics team has to Utah football is it feels like the culture is very strong. Mm -hmm. The chemistry amongst these girls feels very potent, and they're only 
one match into the season, basically, and they already have are speaking to how strong it is, even compared to last year when it felt like it was a strength too. What do you think has kind of led to that change, and why is this group so close already to start the season? What's kind of the vibe you got from being there? You know, that's that's a great question. I'm not entirely sure because you would think, you know, with girls like Sydney Soloski not being there, that maybe mm-hmm. it takes a step back. But I do think Miley O'Keefe, uh, yeah. Sammy Mora, and I have joked about. Miley O'Keefe is the camerizing of Utah gymnastics. Like mm-hmm. I, I think she's kind of the heart and the soul of that team. And I think Grace McCallum is kind of starting to come into her own. I know that last year she was, she's a little bit shy and timid mm-hmm. uh, in some cases. Again, I think she's a little more confident in her positioning with the team this year as a sophomore, rather than, you know, coming in as a freshman and especially a freshman that already had all eyes on her because she was in the Olympics and a medalist Uh and all that kind of stuff. And in some ways she was ahead of the curve, but in other ways she was a little bit behind uh, because I believe she came in a little bit later, her and her uh, other fellow Olympic uh, teammates. Yep. So it's it's one of those things, I think, having like the full rotation of having to, you know, train and prepare and get ready for this on the college level versus the Olympic level uh, has been a huge help to her. Uh, And I think a girl like Kara Aker, um, she pretty much was down and out the very first meet of the season last year, which was so unfortunate. Uh, She seems to be back and is working her way into rotations. Uh, She just brings a lot of artistry. And again, what we saw before she went down is incredible confidence for how young she is. And I think we're starting to see that again. So I think there's just some good anchor pieces there uh, that really, again, to to your point, brings out a great culture. And and I, I would say, I think Utah athletics as a whole has a great culture throughout their teams. You kind of if you've been around a lot, you kind of get that sense. But I think the two teams that really kind of anchor that are football and gymnastics, at least in the here and now. I absolutely agree. You mentioned the returners in this one, people like Jaden Rucker, what she's able to provide Grace McCollum doing in terms of her just being a sophomore though, but being the all around for this team, Crystal Issa coming back was a surprise. Abby Paulson. We talked about Jillian Hoffman. It was great to see her back after her season was cut short by an injury too. And you mentioned the culture and that, and just the atmosphere is one of the things that makes gymnastics so great. Um, Talk to me a little bit about what it was like being there for the moment when Cammie Hall kind of got such a warmer welcome back for Utah gymnastics fans. Yeah, that I mean, that's probably one of the most awesome things about going to these gymnastics meets is it's completely opposite than any other sport. Like typically when your opponent comes in, you boo them. Yeah. Uh, that That's just what it happens in football. It happens in basketball. Uh, it probably happens in a bunch of other sports that I haven't necessarily covered as much. But gymnastics is completely different. You actually cheer your opponent. Yeah. Uh, and there typically isn't bitterness if someone transfers to a different program. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't ask me why, why there's such a difference in culture as a whole within the sport that way, but there just is. Uh, and it, it was just, it was really sweet to see her hobble over cause she's in a boot right now. Uh, yeah you know, to be with, with her former teammates, uh, as they rebuild their 2020, let's see, that would have been 2022, uh, Pac-12 championship banner that, yeah. you know, she was a big part of helping them yes. get. So 
I, it just, it was such a sweet moment and it was awesome that the fans gave her such a warm reception. Uh, I think more than anything, she was like the biggest surprise that it was like, Oh, you're going to come back and compete. Cause I actually heard her say she was not going to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then for her to end up at LSU competing as a super senior, I was like, Oh, okay, we're doing this, but she's such a cute girl and, you know, wish her all the best. It's too bad that she's injured. And I, it sounds like kind of, she probably won't be around for much of the season. Yeah. So such a bummer for her, but great to see her back. Great to see her have the warm reception and great to see her get acknowledged as, you know, being a part of, part of the team last year that did so well. So it is one of the things that makes gymnastics so great too. And also a couple of former Utah coaches on that LSU gymnastics staff that were able to come back to. And you mentioned the culture too of gymnastics where you do cheer everyone. Um, regardless of the outcome of, of the match or just in general, I feel like we know a lot of people there were going to be cheering on LSU for a few other reasons, regardless of how the atmosphere is. So it was a good thing that that's how the culture is regardless. We're going to wrap up with talking about the best of Utah meet for Utah coming up this weekend. But first, we want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. This is a limited time offer once again, and there are a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs. This is an incredible opportunity for people who want to build their savings. With the UCCU savings account, you simply make one deposit, then let your money grow and grow and grow with a fixed rate of return that's much higher than a standard savings account. How much higher? Let's just say a lot higher. Once again, it's a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Make sure you visit uccu.com to learn more or get and to get a savings certificate today or you can just go to a uccu branch uccu love where you bank so michelle talking about this utah team one of the things that's coming up for them is this best of utah meet this weekend and it should be another opportunity for them to get a win they have obviously the third ranked program when you talk about who they're facing off in this one it's southern utah utah state and byu they have the stronger program so even more so looking past this meet in general, what do you kind of expect from this team on the season as their goal is to make it not just back to nationals, but I'm sure to win a national championship? Yeah, I, I think it's just building off of the last two-ish seasons. Uh, they, they've been recruiting at an insane level. Uh -huh. uh, it, it, as far as gymnastics go, it's, it's ranked a little bit differently, but I mean, Tom Varden's been doing a great job of yes. bringing in five-star recruits. Uh, to Utah gymnastics, which is something that maybe fell off a little bit for a few years. And not that those girls were not talented. They were very talented. Uh, they were still consistently one of the top teams, you know, in the country year in and year out and making the national championship and all that good stuff. Uh, but it just feels like it's been kicked up a notch. Uh, and there's this acknowledgement uh, that we have this proud history and we want to keep it going. Uh, Utah is mm -hmm. currently the only team in NCAA gymnastics that has been to every single national championship. It used to be Utah and Georgia. Yeah. Georgia missed it two years ago and has not been back since. So I think there's just this sense of urgency of, you know, keeping this thing going and and getting a new banner because it's been a while. It's I think it's almost been 30 years. It's getting right. close, closer is about 30 years since the last one. So it's, you know, it's they've just been, I think, you know, steadily working towards, you know, respecting the process and building this roster to a place where they have the depth that they can withstand a full season of the beating that their bodies take and still perform at a high level come postseason. 
Mm-hmm. And talking about this team too, there are so many established names. You already talked about a couple of them. I'm curious, who is kind of a player you think for this Utah gymnastics team that you think by the end of the season, Utah gymnastics fan will come to know and will be an integral part of their success that we're not really talking about right now. Or maybe we have talked about a little bit from the LSU meet. We're just not talking about because we're not used to them because they weren't a huge part of that success last season. I I think the name that instantly comes to mind is McKenna Smith, a freshman out of New Mexico of all places. I don't, I'm not entirely sure where and how Tom (laughs) Farden found this girl, but she is fiery. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, I don't know how to explain it. Like there is just an attitude about her gymnastics Mm -hmm. that she does. Not only is she technically very good, but there, there is, there's just this like spitfire way that she kind of competes and I think it trickles down to everybody else even though you know she's the freshman and she's the newcomer uh I think people feed off of her energy a little bit and and it's kind of fun Mm -hmm. uh she she kind of has this bad girl like I I don't know how to explain it I just but I love it I i I really dig it. Uh, You know, she turned heads at the Red Rocks preview back in December. She had a really great outing, you know, her first time against LSU. I expect her to continue, you know, on that trajectory. And I think she, I think she's going to be a very big player. I, and like I said, I, to me, she kind of in a way reminds me of what Alyssa Peely has done for women's basketball. Mm -hmm. I think she's doing that for Utah gymnastics. Again, it's just, it's this attitude, it's this feeling, it's this kind of nastiness that she brings to it that Mm -hmm. I think has been lacking a little bit, but the rest of the team seems to feed off of it a bit. Yeah, it's something that is great. And you mentioned too, kind of just like that, that seriousness and kind of that attitude. That's one of the things I think I've always enjoyed about watching this gymnastics program ever since I've kind of come over and started to absorb it the past three seasons is you see how well they support each other. They are great teammates, but mm-hmm. then, and you, you do feel like they're just, they are very happy to be out there. But then as soon as they get on to their event and they're about to go, you can see a flip. That uh, switch the base gets flipped, kind of like a football player about to take the field where it's mm-hmm. go time. You can tell they're all about business and ready to go, and they do execute. I think for my breakout, I'll go with Kira Ika. You talked about her a little bit, mm-hmm. but nine nine on the beam already, only trailing Miley O'Keefe. And we know <laughs> you already mentioned how an integral part she is on the team, too. So no, no shame would be in second in that department. And it does feel like this Utah gymnastics team is just set for another outstanding season. At the best of Utah, we expect Utah to win, but is there anything in particular you're looking for? Maybe some more consistency on a, on a few events, maybe, or what will you? be watching for this weekend yeah i i think it's just continuing to get comfortable with what you're doing right like i don't think they need to be perfect it's just about going out and having the confidence that hey we can compete this at a high level uh and i think a meet like that is a great place to do it because they're i i hate offending people but like there's really not a threat of anyone yeah taking over, taking over Utah. Uh, if it does, then I'm going to be stunned and I will absolutely eat crow on that. But like the history just says, I mean, BYU only has like two wins out of a hundred tries of competing against Utah gymnastics. And I think Utah State's like seven wins in just about as many tries. So it's just, and I don't think Southern Utah's ever beat Utah. So, I mean, there's always, you know, kind of first times for everything, but this program is just on such a different level than everybody else in this state. 
it's a great tune-up meet. And that's kind of what I expect from them. That's what I want to see from them. Just do what you need to do to tune up for when it starts getting harder. And it will get harder yeah. almost immediately because they have yes. to go to Norman to compete against Oklahoma the following mm -hmm. week. Yeah, Oklahoma, Washington, UCLA, and then they go to and then Georgia too. So it mm -hmm. is a tough, tough slate coming up for the Utes. But Tom Farnham and the program he's built, they are more than ready for it. Michelle, if there's been a lot of Utah news this week, if people want to get a little bit more on it, where should they head over to check out? Yeah, so I mean, always go and check kslsports.com. That's where all of my stuff gets posted. Uh, just make sure you click on the Utah Utes link and it will take you to a full page worth of Utah Utes content, whatever it may be, whether it's football, basketball, oh, gymnastics, or if something else happens to come up that's of yeah. interest, it, it will hopefully be on there. And then, of course, you can always follow my social media Uh I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram, and it's the same handle, Bodkin KSL Sports. Make sure you guys head over, give Michelle a follow, and check out all the great content she has on KSL Sports. Thank you for Michelle for joining us once again. And if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, we recommend you check out Locked On College Basketball, where it's a brand new podcast from the Locked On Network, hosted by Isaac Shade and Andy Patton. They bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Big thanks to Michelle for joining us once again. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes, but see you tomorrow.